Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Nick Kloss. Joining me as always is Braden Malloy. As in this episode, we will be previewing the Missouri versus South Carolina game this Saturday on the 13th on SEC Network. We'll be at 4 p.m. South Carolina coming in 5-4, and 2-4 and four in the conference. Missouri coming in 4-5, and 1-4 and four in the conference conference both being in the sec east right now missouri is favorited as far as spread goes it says here on espn they're even money line both minus 110 so it's basically it's just a pick them um espn has the matchup predictor 51.5 percent in favor of missouri even though south carolina is coming off that big win against florida so let's dive deeper into this matchup First off, Braden, what do you think of Jason Brown being announced the starter for this game? I like it. Um, I think that's our best option at the moment. Um, and even if Doty was healthy or Zeb was fully healthy, I still think Jason Brown at the moment would be our best option. Um, he played Saturday. Uh, he really – I mean, he kind of – the offense really looked revamped with him. It looked energized. It looked like it ebbed and flowed really smoothly. Um, he was hitting receivers on time. Uh, we mentioned his run game helped a lot with that, but he was able to complement. He was also able to complement the run game. Um, so I, I really like the decision to roll with, with Jason. Yeah, definitely the right decision. I mean, Looking at the quarterback matchup between these two teams, it's Connor Basilak and Jason Brown. Basilak. There's no pr- pronouncer on this website. So, um, Basilak, I guess he's listed as questionable right now, but he has 2,000, uh, 2,138 yards, 13 TDs, eight interceptions this year. Obviously, the more experienced quarterback over Jason Brown. Brown only getting his second start um, this season after not impressing that much in practice. Doty and Nolan seem to be the go-to guys, but Brown's been the only one who's really showed out in a game versus a solid team. Um, Whether you think Florida is still considered a solid team or not after their issues, but that's their problem, not ours. South Carolina is still getting a great win against an SEC East opponent. But as far as the QB matchup, I do think Missouri has the upper hand a little bit. Just out of experience, Brown will need to add on to his performance uh, last week against Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bazelag, he... He's questionable. He did not play last week against Georgia. They had a uh, two freshman quarterback that they wrote uh, quarterbacks that they rotated in and out. Uh, Macon was really the guy they ran with the whole time. Um, he's a big runner quarterback. 
Um, so there's a chance we see that system again if Basilette can't go, that we just see Eli Dringowitz, the Missouri head coach, just kind of rotate with his two uh, freshman quarterback. It seemed like he was doing every other drive. He, each new drive would be the different quarterback. If, it, if it's those two, I think you can chalk experience up to an even. Um, they both played in two games now. Their guy, Macon, he's a good runner. So that will put a little more stress on our defense. And if Basilek plays, Basilek's a pocket passer. Um, so that will definitely be something to look forward to closer to kickoff time. Um, and definitely a tough test for our defense this week, preparing for the um, possibility of both a pocket passer or a running quarterback. Well, I was going to say, what do you what do you think South Carolina South Carolina's defense benefits more from the pocket passer or the uh, mobile QB? Well, this year we've been torn apart by pocket passers. Um, hypo or not hypo. Um, ha- uh, Hooker at Tennessee, Calzada at AM, and uh, JT and Stetson at Georgia. But against, like, Emory Jones, we looked pretty good. So it's weird to think that we're better against running quarterbacks. But at the moment, that's kind of what our record proves. I mean, Jason Brown is considered – more of a pocket passer compared to Luke Doty. Doty's more the mobile. Well, we played better under Brown. So South Carolina, for some reason, likes mobile quarterbacks, uh, whether it's on offense or defense. So we will see how that goes. But also another thing we need to touch on is the run game. I mean, South Carolina got the win. Jason Brown was the winning uh, quarterback in that game solidified him in the starter for this week with a, what was a great game. I mean, he didn't do anything crazy, but like you said, the run game showed up, which helped him a lot to get the win against Florida. But that's the only time we've actually seen that happen this year. South Carolina's uh, run game has been more than underwhelming. This whole entire season, the talent has always been there, but the execution has not. And this week against Florida, we fought last week against Florida, excuse me, we finally saw Kevin Harris look like Kevin Harris. We saw Zaquandre White running, breaking out of the backfield. We saw Marshawn Lloyd breaking out of the backfield, threw in a stiff on on a 40-yard long run. The thing is, can they do it again in consecutive weeks? Um, they'll have a great opportunity to Missouri comes in with the 130th ranked rush defense and there's 132 teams in all of FBS. So they'll, this is, if there's a run, if there's a defense to continue, uh, your high profile run game against, it would be the Missouri defense. Now they did play very well this past week against Georgia's run game. Um, Georgia mostly beat them through the air, uh, but there's still, I mean, a defense, defense, those rankings came after eight weeks. And so that's pretty much who Missouri is. They're the team that can, you can gash them for big 15, 20 yard runs. So this is definitely a good defense to keep that mojo going, 
keep the offensive line churning and winning matchups um, and keep opening holes up for or Harris or Lloyd or Brown if he chooses to. It's funny you talk about how Missouri did well against Georgia, but I mean, what we're looking at is what they've done the other eight games. And that's actually what I was reading. That's why South Carolina is not favored against Missouri. So it's in Columbia, Missouri. It's in the other Columbia, the fake Columbia, as Braden likes to say. But South Carolina did go off offensively. They did crush Georgia last week, but that wasn't considered normal. Florida. Huh? They crushed Florida last week. Oh, what did I say? Georgia. Oh, my bad. Georgia was on the mind. Um, Definitely didn't crush Georgia. Definitely didn't crush Georgia. Um, but against Florida, but that was, that performance was not normal. The offensive performance was not normal. The run game was not normal. The O-line shooting off the ball the way they were was not normal. They are looking at this game from the standpoint of the last eight games we played before Florida, where the offense pretty much sucked. The O-line was the worst thing about the team and the run game was non-existent. So it makes sense that Missouri is considered, I mean, they're calling it even. I've seen Missouri favored minus three, but that makes sense. It means it's pick them, and then being in Missouri, they're favored because they're home. But that's really the question, and you were just talking about it. The question is if South Carolina can perform for a consecutive straight week running the ball, Josh Van can have another good game. Brown can go another game without throwing any interceptions or any pointless turnovers. I do think, in my opinion, I think South Carolina, I, if there's an over-under interceptions and it's, say, like over-under two, I'm taking the over. I think South Carolina, their DBs are going to cause a lot of turnovers, especially if – uh, Basilek is playing. Yeah, I mean that's been the um, the defensive bread and butter this year. Um, they get a lot of stops, but a lot of a ton of those stops come from turnovers, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception. Um, and Missouri, being a team that likes to throw the ball, even though they do have Tyler Beatty, who might be one of the best running backs in the country. Um, with Bates' leg back there, they love to they love to throw the ball. They love to spread it around. So there were definitely a ton of opportunities, and I think that's going to help the defense because if we if we create some opportunity or some turnovers early, um, we kind of quiet the uh, the pass game, and then we can just focus on stopping Beatty um, and put a lot more energy, load the box up, um, stop the run. And I think that those two will go hand in hand. Yeah, and in in a press the post game press conference or a press conference sometime this week, I forget. But uh, I mean, Beamer was talking about how um, after that Florida win, now everyone's kind of behind him, him and Satterfield. They're like, "Oh yeah, like we've supported you this whole time. Like we're really excited for the team and the future." Um, and he said those were probably the same people who on message boards the week before were saying they need to get out of Columbia because they're ruining South Carolina football. But he also said at the end of that is we need to focus 
we don't need to focus on what people are saying outside of this building, which is, you know, the uh, football facility outside of that building when they're struggling and they don't need to focus, focus on it when they're doing well. So I think that's going to be the big um, point of focus for South Carolina this week is not focusing on Florida. Like you said, getting some early turnovers and making it about this game, because that's what it is about. It's about winning against Missouri and becoming bowl eligible. Um, even though South Carolina did get a bowl last year, even though they didn't deserve one at all. And they didn't even play in it because I don't think half the team wanted to, but that, and honestly, if they get a bowl game this year, they go six and six, they go seven and five Beamer. Great first year Satterfield. I'm not giving you a good first year. I'm sorry, but just overall solid performance from Beamer and his staff in that first year. But that's the focus. It's all about this Missouri game. It's a tight, it's going to be a tight game. I don't doubt that we're going to do our picks in a little bit, but I definitely think this is winnable for South Carolina. And I actually, I actually think most people should go in assuming South Carolina should win this game. Yeah. Um, out of the three games left on this Carolina schedule, Missouri, Auburn, and Clemson, I think this is the most winnable game. Um, Definitely. And, and it's the one that, honestly, fans would be okay. It would. I would understand if they were upset if this is the game we lose. Like, if we're upset that we lose to Auburn, get realistic. And then if we're upset that we lose to Clemson – even though they're having a down year, they still have these top recruiting classes. But if we lose to Missouri, I think it's it's one that you can be upset with us. It's okay to be upset with us losing because Missouri just has not looked good at all this year. Um, I mean, you talked about defensive-wise. They're one of the worst defenses, not just in the country, in the SEC, but in the country. And you found something that worked on offense against a top defense, I would say top defense against one of the better defenses in Florida. Um, so obviously if you come into this game and just lay an egg, you change something this week in practice and people are going to be like, why, why did you change something if that worked so well? Um, so I definitely, I think it's definitely a big game for Satterfield. Like you said, you might not give him a good grade. Well, this is a, this is a game where he can say, okay, look, I'm not a fluke. It wasn't just a, a one-game thing that I called some good plays and they worked out and we got ahead. It's no – I called a – we called a game. It worked. I'm going to show you it's going to work again this next week and then just kind of maybe get into a rhythm heading into Auburn and say, hey, look, I do kind of know what I'm doing up here. We're calling some good game plays. We just had to get the right people in the lineup. Um, so it's, it's definitely – I think this is a prove-it game for for – Satterfield, um, and a little bit for Atkins, making sure that seeing that O-line yeah. also wasn't a fluke, that they they found something that works when they're like coming off the ball in the trenches and all. Um, so I think it's a kind of a prove-it game for both of them. And one thing, if you're Carolina, you can't you can't have this huge moment, momental win, and we talked about this Wednesday, and then just go and lose on the road to Missouri. Like that's – You'll lose everything that you gained from the Florida win, the momentum, the fan support, the confidence. If you go out and just lay an egg and lose to Missouri, all that's gone. 
all that little progress you made is gone and you just really can't have that in, in year one. And if they can get that win against Missouri on the road, that's Beamer's first SEC win on the road. And then you're going into Auburn, which will be a top 25 ranked team with a win against Florida and Missouri back-to-back SEC wins. You're going in with a lot of confidence playing against a very good team. And I'm not saying like you have the best chance in the world of winning, but you have the bet. You have a great chance to make some noise in that process. And then also you stated that like a, a pretty good defense in Florida. I mean, Florida lost to Bama by what three earlier this year. I think it was three. It was like something 29. Um, And then they were also a top 25 team early on. So the thing is, even though they're definitely not that team they were supposed to be, they were a ranked team. They have that talent. And South Carolina played up to their players who are very talented. They obviously have some issues with coaching in their locker room and what's whatever's going on there. I don't exactly know. But South Carolina showed that they could play with some very talented players. And now you're playing Missouri, who is, as you said, one of the worst teams in the SEC down there with Vandy. Well, South Carolina only squeaked one point, a one-point win in the Vandy game. So it's kind of like, which team are we going to see? Are we going to see Vandy, South Carolina, or are we going to see Florida, South Carolina? And it's time for Satterfield and Atkins and Beamer and his whole staff to show that they can do that back-to-back. So. That's all we really have for a preview today. Um, Now we'll go into picks. That game is in Columbia, Missouri at 4 p.m. on SEC Network. Um, So, yeah, we can get into picks right now, and we'll start it off with that game. So, uh, Braden, you want to kick us off with what you think is going to happen, South Carolina versus Missouri? Yeah. I think Carolina, I think they, they're coming off the Florida win. They're riding high. They're feeling confident. Uh, they finally got an offensive scheme that worked. Jason Brown is now in a second start and everything. I think uh, I think they come in and get the win. I think Shane gets his first road win, SEC road win. I think he becomes bowl eligible. I think the team team gets the gets their sixth win, comes bowl eligible. Um takes that monkey off their back and they allows them to kind of just play more freely in the last two games. Um, I think, let's see, what's the over? For everyone who told me South Carolina could not go six and six. I'm, I'm not, they haven't done it yet, so I'm not going to boast, but they could. <laughs> so they're over they're under definitely 55. Capable. Yes. Over under 55. I'll take the over. I think both the de- – I mean, again, these defenses, though Carolina's playing better, they're not world-beater defenses. Um, I think both teams will be able to score points. So I'll, I'll take the over on that. Well, uh, me and you have the exact same thought processes on that game. I already wrote down South Carolina taking it because there's no spread, so it's just to pick them. Um, South Carolina to win it. I think they go into Columbia, Missouri, and uh, – I honestly think they smack them in the mouth. I don't think Missouri stands a chance. I think it's going to be a dominant win for South Carolina. And I agree. I think the over also hits. 
I could see so, a 38-21 game. So 38-21. And yeah, I was thinking I was thinking that um around that realm as well. Um I'll go 37-17. Is that not 54? Is that 54? Might be a little yeah. short. That's 54. That's 54? Yep. All right. Should I do 37-21? I mean, I did 38-21. Exactly. So, sure. Yep. Whoever's closer, 37 or 38, wins that one. Price and writing it. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we'll go with that. This is why I don't like picking scores. <gasps> um, but now on to the next game. We won't touch on some of these. Well, actually, just two of these too long because Alabama plays New Mexico State. Um, and Upset. Just dumb. Wow. One in eight, <laughs> New Mexico State. Wow. Bold yeah. take. Um, there's a 99.9% predictor for Alabama. Which makes sense. There's a chance. They are minus 51 and a half. Good teams cover the spread, man. I'm taking Bama to cover. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, Well, I don't think Bama covers. Oh, I think they do. But I think Bama wins. Um, I give them – oh, you said it was 51? Yeah, 51 and a half. Yeah, I guess that'll cover. Yeah, say I mean, I could see I could see them like doing what Georgia did to uh Vandy. I say 56. Three. All right. So that means you have a total score of 59, which means you have the under hitting because the under's at 67. Works for me. All right. And I'll probably agree. I think the under does. And uh, I think that's like a 60, like round 60, nothing, something like that. I don't think they get a point. Uh, I don't think New Mexico State gets past the 50, to be honest. But we'll see how that goes. Now, next up, SEC matchup on ESPN at noon. Number 17, Auburn against Mississippi State. That one is Auburn favored minus five and a half. Over under 50. Um, give me Auburn and a bounce back win. They uh lost their lost last week to AM pretty pretty embarrassing. Um kind of took them out of the race for the to win the East or to win the West. Um, because they'd have to have Bama lose another game and then beat Bama. So I think they're a little little upset. Uh Gus over there. The guts bust. I think you have them, them covering. Right. What was what? Uh, five Minus yeah, five and a half. Yeah, I get them cover. I think Bo Nix has a bounce back game. Um, I say score twenty eight. Nah, I say thirty two. Thirty two to. 24, 32, 24. All right. And the over is 50. So you have the over hitting. Yep. Um, I also think Auburn's going to cover. 
I think uh, they'll bounce back. Um, I don't think Mississippi State is honestly good enough to hang with Auburn. So I do think they win and probably by a touchdown or more. So that'll cover the spread. And uh, I also had over 50. Um, I just think both these teams are going to score a decent amount of points. I, that's a low over under, in my opinion, for any game with Mississippi State. So, yeah, right now me and Braden are agreeing on every game, which I don't like. I almost want to pick the opposite just because of it. Not because you're wrong or right more often because we're almost even, but just because I genuinely don't like agreeing and I would rather us go completely opposite. Next game is Florida against Samford, but there's actually no line or anything for this. Um, so it's just, well, uh, we'll, we'll just pick. And um, obviously I'm going to pick Florida. Yeah. I'll, yeah. T- I'll take Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that one's a quick one. I don't think Samford. I'll, I'll, say, I'll, I'll make my own dang, dang lines. I'll say uh, uh, Florida wins. Fifth, uh, I'll say 40, 48 to 10. All right, there you go. 38.1. All right, versus Samford, three and five. They're an FCS team, right? Yes. A little softball for the Gators. Um, all right, next up, SEC matchup. Number one, Georgia playing Tennessee on CBS. There are fewer things in the world that I hate than Tennessee. They're stupid orange, stupid Rocky Top. I do hate Rocky Top. Stupid checkered stadium Catching. end zones. And this whole week, I've seen nothing but Tennessee fans tweeting, oh, this is the year we get Georgia. Georgia's bound to Georgia and slip up. They're going to have the one – they always lay a dud. It's going to be this week in Knoxville. They've not seen an offense like ours. We're going to put up – one guy was predicting Tennessee to score 55. Georgia's given up 56 all year. Tennessee fans are delusional. Georgia covers easily the 20 points. Georgia covers easily. Georgia, I'm they're going to win 40, 48 to like, I think they, Tennessee ties 13. I think they tie what everybody else has been able to get. All right. I'll say, I'll say, actually, I'll say 16. I'll say they, they score the most that anybody does. Because they have, they will be the most explosive offense that Georgia ha- will have seen this year. Yeah, but I don't true. think it's gonna. Ma- I don't think that matters. So I say forty-eight to sixteen, Georgia, easily. Yeah. So I'm conflicted here because the way you feel about Tennessee is pretty much the way I feel about Georgia. I hate Georgia behind Clemson. They're easily my least favorite football team. I hate watching them. I actually don't hate watching them. They're very good. But um, they do, just as a South Carolina fan, I don't like them. But I I don't think I can disagree. For the fact that someone thought 
you're going to put 50 plus on Georgia. You're insane. You're actually, like you said, you're delusional. That isn't happening. And I don't see any scenario where Georgia loses uh, or Georgia one. Yeah. Georgia loses or wins by less than 20. I don't, I don't see it happening. So I'm going Georgia to cover. Um, but I'm actually going to say the under because the over under is 56. He said 48, 16. So he thinks the over is going to hit. I don't think Tennessee being the most high powered offense they've seen matters at all. I think it's going to be another like 35 to seven or something like that. It's not going to matter. They'll score one touchdown or something. Georgia's defense has looked just unbeatable. So yeah, I'm they're going. allowing 5.5 points per game, dude. Yeah, I just there's no way I don't care Tennessee who Tennessee is. Um, I, I don't care who they play, to be honest. I think only the only team that Georgia will play that is like, wow, they're gonna put up points, and maybe is Alabama. Like they'll put up points, but even Bama that only put up 20 on LSU last week. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. I just like, I don't see George's defense getting torn apart by anyone. Um, so yeah. So, uh, the first time we have, uh, disagreed, I took the under, you took the over, um, next game, three more to go nine sec games this week. Uh, but, uh, the only ranked matchup in the sec this week, Texas A&M versus Ole Miss. Texas A&M is number 11 after the win against Auburn. Ole Miss is 15. That's at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Um, Take a look at the spreads and stuff and see what we're looking at. It is Texas A&M minus two and a half. I think A&M stays rolling after their big win against Auburn. I think they cover... Um, I think A and M wins. Four forty to thirty-five. All right, so you got the over/under hitting by a lot. Uh, it's fifty-five and a half. Um, yeah, I said seventy-five. Yeah, you said seventy-five. So you have the over hitting. By a good margin. Um, I'm going to go Ole Miss will cover and just win outright. So I'm taking the money line. And then that money line's plus 115. And then I'm taking the under. I think it's going to be not low scoring, but I just don't think it'll add up to 55. I mean, that could be considered low That would be what the under is, Nick. Yeah. That's exactly what an under is definition. Um, so, but I just, I don't know. After watching, I mean, Texas A&M, Auburn wasn't the most explosively offensive game ever. Auburn got um, a better defense than Ole Miss. Yeah, so we'll uh, see where they go. But you're right. I mean, Texas A&M has put up big numbers multiple times this year. So, uh, you know, but. Like I said, I like to disagree because we can see who's going to win. Now, I think this is the most exciting game. Kentucky at Vanderbilt. ESPN 2, 7 p.m. Kentucky, minus 21. 
Give me Vandy. Vandy money line. I think Vandy pulls off the upset, gets their gets their gets a nice SEC win this year. Are you not joking right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. Wow. Okay. Got you down. Vandy. Money line. Over under 52 and a half. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's gonna be a, <laughs> a 18 to 10 win Vandy. Wow. That's a that's a score. <laughs> I also think the under is going to hit. Um, and I think Vandy will cover. Um, I think Vandy will cover. I don't know if I don't think I'm not going to call them to win. I'll say Kentucky wins. But um, Braden with his first really big upset pick of the year. If you get that right, I don't care if it's just one game that you, you're winning. because i there you are one of few people that are taking that um bet the money line though i think they're like plus 800 (laughs) like if you win that plus 900 yeah (laughs) yeah just cash it um all right last game and then we'll wrap things up here arkansas now 25th in the nation Against LSU, played a pretty close game against Bama last week. LSU is actually favored. Um, well, they're not favored in the spread. I'm sorry. They're favored in the matchup predictor that 59.1% people think they're going to win. But Arkansas is the two-and-a-half-point favorite over under 59. Who are you taking? I actually think... The people are probably right, um, and I think LSU takes it. Uh, they win money line, and uh, I also think it's going to be the under. I don't think this gets to fifty nine. I'll take Arkansas then. I think I think Arkansas will win. I think they'll cover the. I think they'll win by four or five. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's basically a pick 'em game when they're that low. Like they're, I say. Third, 28, 24, Arkansas. Close game. Uh, so that would be the under as well. So we have the over and the under um, on Texas A&M, UGA. Those are two we disagree on other than that. We pretty much are the same on over and under. You have Vandy, I have Kentucky. And you have Arkansas, I have LSU. And then I have Ole Miss, you have Texas A&M. So right now I'm at 14-8, and eight, right, Braden? And you're at 15-8? Correct. All right. So those are our records right now. Those are our picks for the SEC slate this week. Braden, what are your plans for the game this week? There, ABC is actually sending me down to Coastal Carolina to cover the Georgia State Coastal Carolina game. So oh, I will more than likely be watching the game, or ha- I won't be able to watch the game probably because I think the I think the Coastal game's at two. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll be in Tennessee on a little road trip, so I'll be watching it just on TV. Um, 
no way I was going to Columbia, Missouri anyways. So didn't feel like it. I have my own Columbia here. Don't need to go there. But that's all we have this week on uh, Believe in South Carolina. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap this game against Missouri, and hopefully we're celebrating a Gamecock win. So until next time, Gamecock fans, forever to thee. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.